Hello, and welcome to Control Escape, a podcast dedicated to showcasing the entire menu of top Africans in all areas of technology, with the aim of encouraging and motivating other Africans venturing into the growing landscape. Join me on this epic journey of discovery, adventure, and first-hand experience. listeners to another episode of control escape today we're privileged to have our first female or better still our first woman on the show some of you were asking whether it was going to be just one-sided but at last no it's not going to be i'm going to level the playing field and today we have our first lady all the way from ghana she's on online and we're just going to get right into it miss ahenkra Welcome to the journey. Mr. Drani. <laughs> Thank you. The way you call me Mr. Drani is like I'm some big man. <laughs> yeah, big man. Oh, no, we're just trying to do our bit. Thank you once again for giving us, you know, the opportunity to talk to you. I know it's quite late back in Ghana right now, but it's just for yeah. a good cause. Uh, we really appreciate that. So tell us, Miss Ahinkra. For my listeners, uh, just a little gist about the relationship between myself and Mr. Henkra. We used to work together in a company. Uh, we go way back and I have experienced, you know, her work ethics. She's amazing. She's smart and she likes to put a lot of ideas in your head. So I'm believing that this episode is going to be intriguing with a lot of, you know, nice things. Well, Mr. Henkra, tell us about yourself. Who is Mr. Henkra? Okay, so Ikea Osewa Ahinkran is the first of two ladies born to Mr. and Mrs. Ahinkran. She loves baking. She loves learning new things. She loves experimenting. Um, she's a computer engineer. And aside that, and above everything else, she's a lover of Jesus. So that that would be a gist of yeah, a level, a level of Jesus. That's that's amazing. Of all the things, the subject she's a computer engineer. So if yeah, if I may ask, why why computer engineering? You could have chosen any other thing. Okay, so um, I would say for me, I I'm not part of um the group that probably from like six years dreamt of being a computer engineer or computer scientist, I kind of, I would say, stumbled into it. From from childhood, um, I think about seven years old, I decided that I wanted to be a pharmacist. So um, being a pharmacist, not for any, um, I would say, um, world peace reason. It was mainly for making medication for my dad. That was it. that was like my main reason for being wanting to be a pharmacist. So um I saw my dad taking some medications and I said that okay, when I grow up I'll be a pharmacist and I can make the medications for you and you don't have to buy them. So that was my main reason for wanting to be a pharmacist. And being a doctor was definitely out of the question for me because um um I'm a food of blood and all that. So mm. 
it wasn't an option for me to be a doctor. So the next thing was, okay, I'll be a pharmacist <laughs> and make medications for my dad. So that had been my 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 goal or my, the occupation I wanted to pursue until university. So um, after SSE, my results came out. I had to go and choose um, courses. And for me, I wanted to go to KNUSD. That's coming from the University of Science and Technology. So that was the only form I bought. And in choosing, um, I wanted to, I chose pharmacy as my first choice. So pharmacy first choice. Then coming from a background of engineers, my, my parents are both engineers. So okay. I, what field of my, engineering? I love, oh, for my parents. My mom is a chemical engineer. My dad is a mining engineer. Okay. So, and I love chemistry. I, I love chemistry. I think it was like my favorite course in, um, in secondary school. So um, I was like, okay, then what I would choose would be chemical engineering as my second choice. And then I I was intrigued about computers and I was good with it. Um, but computers, I was like, okay, then third choice, final computer engineering. If I was choosing any other engineering course, it would be that. So after these choices, my dad has a lecture friend in the, um, I think, College of Pharmacy um, at KNUSD. So we decided to go and show him my choices and discuss it with him before I submit my application. Hmm. So then, because he went, was going over my choices, we decided to swap chemical engineering and computer engineering. Was there so a reason, was there a reason for that swap? Pardon? Was there a reason for that swap? Yeah, so he said that the computer engineering was um, now, I think, becoming one of the the major engineering courses. So he thought that um, it had a bright future and that was something I should pursue. So that, that was his main reason for swapping it. So that was a swap. And then when admission came, I had computer engineering. Wow. Well, so, I, I, yeah. I want to take you back a bit. So... Okay. At what point? At what point did you start to have your? You, did you have your first encounter with technology? Because you mentioned that you were good with computers. That suggests to us that you were previously probably using computers to do one or two things. At what point? What was your first encounter with computers or technology per se? Okay, so I'd say my first encounter would be like class three. Um, that would be like eight years old. Hmm. So um, that would be like. I don't think major desktop or a laptop or anything. You know, you have this um, um, laptops um, for, like VTech, I think. It was yeah, VTech. VTech. Yeah. It was a laptop for um, kids. So I, I believe my mom went on the travel to US and then she bought that when she was coming back for me. So that was it. That was my first encounter. And I think. That that taught me a lot, aside mm. being able to type, and it actually had this section, this program that actually allows you to program, but at that mm. point, I didn't know yeah. it was programming. So it allows you to um, key in specific codes, and then you can play um, rock, paper, scissors oh. with a computer. So you just type in maybe rock, and randomly the computer would respond with something, and then either you win or lose. And there was a section that allows you to also program, um, I think, Twinkle, little stars, or something like that. So that 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 was my first encounter with it. 
Interesting. So and from a VTEC, VTEC yes, children's yes. laptop. Yes. And then um, I think moving on from that to my one um, out in jet, as my uncle had, he was in the university, so he went outside for, I think, a vacation program, and he came back with a desktop. Mm-hmm. And he brought it to our household. The desktop was in our house, meaning so. During that period, too, I was um, I was learning using the computer, music beacon, and all those softwares. I was playing with those at that point in time. And I think I've had other I had subsequent encounters. Um, after JSS, I went to a computer school in my neighborhood. Okay. And um, I learned MS DOS, and then I was learning how to use Word and Excel. But I could not complete the course because um, I was part of the budget that had to rewrite DC, so we oh, okay. got called out to go back and rewrite, and and that's what ended for me. So I think those were my um, encounters with technology. Wow. So bottom line is for you, the very first encounter was a VTech children's laptop. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I I never had one of those, you know, growing up. But I guess you know my my story is uh, uh, is for another time. Let's move on. So, what were some of the challenges uh, going into technology? Because you uh, you had chemical engineering swap with computer engineering. Uh, what what were some of the challenges mm-hmm. when you decided to go into you know computer engineering? What for you? Can you elaborate? Okay, so for me, it was um, starting computer engineering with someone who started computer engineering without knowing what computer engineering actually meant. So my undergraduate course was for me to explore and find out what computer engineering is all about and what I could achieve with it. Because I had the whole idea, okay, mm. computer engineering, um, well, it has to do with computers, so definitely it would be something I'll be interested in. And I... I get people also telling me that computer science has to do with software, computer engineering, and hardware. So <laughs> that was like one of my main um, intros to computer engineering before I went to campus. So finding out about computer engineering and the possibilities I had with it was um, my reason or my goal for starting undergraduate with computer engineering. Okay. So that was a challenge, like. Mm-hmm. Now I had to find out what computer engineering is. Um, had to had to look out. Okay, which area do I fit in? Which area does it appeal to me, or am I passionate about that I would want to build my career on? Because I didn't have a career plan as to okay, I want to be a maybe a network a network person or a developer or anything else. Oh, interesting. So. With with all with all that, you know, do you believe or do you think that the very first semesters or very first uh, uh, terms in the university, do you think it helped you enough to make that decision? No, it did not. It did not. Um, my my first semester for computer engineering, generally, our, our first semester we do basically um, everything like electrical engineering. So I think for first semester we have similar in courses with electrical engineering and telecommunication. And I think we have some courses that are course but all engineering courses. So the first semester, I think we had interest to computers. That was the only 
that's the only thing that had anything to do with computers mainly. The rest were more of basic mechanics, technical drawings, environmental studies. That was what it was. So I didn't really get the whole picture of this is computer engineering. These are the areas you can major into. These are the career paths you can pursue. Nice one. So you're done with computer engineering and from from college. What was your first technology job? Okay, so my I think I had like a full time job would be um, software developer, but before then, I've, I had done some internships. So from I think from second year, I had an internship with the mining company okay. as a help desk person and IT help desk support. So their support was in Accra, that's the capital town. And then we had, they had all three other locations. So there was okay. a Chim, there was a Hafo, and then also the Accra. So we're supporting um, all these offices with any technical or IT issues. So usually, I think the goal is, they call you, you're supposed to provide them with um some fix or solution to their issue over a phone, mm. if it's possible. If not, then you escalate it to a technician on site. So that was that was my my first um, working experience, and this was an internship. And I think I learned a lot from then, from from that um, job experience. And then afterwards, I had an another internship. The moment I, I think right after completing um, my four year course. That was also an internship with uh, Anglogood. That's also one of the mining companies. Mm. And that was also an IT support. So for Anglogood, it was more networking. It was more in the networking area and providing basic IT support. I mean, archiving people's outlook was all part of the support. Mm. So for full-time employment, that's software development. Um, and that is with the AI information system. And that would be my 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 full time job experience. Wow, which which is your current, which is where you currently work, right? Yeah. So yes, tell us about that. I what do you what do you do currently at EA Information Systems? And actually, how I mean, I think we'll be interested in knowing how you got into EA Information Systems and what you do now. EI. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So how I got into EAI? I think a lot of things I, I keep stumbling into things. So, and EAI, I think when I was having my internship with Anglogood with the network support and IT, I wasn't really interested in it because I, I ended up finding it to be a bit routine. And it's like, okay, I keep doing the same things. I, I got a bit bored. So I ended up going for interviews. Like if I had any opportunity out there, I'd go for that interview. So a friend, a colleague of mine, I think a telecommunication engineering student, sent me an email that there was a company in Ghana, a U.S. company that was based in Ghana and was looking for female developers. So when I got that email, I immediately applied and my CV, and then I got called for an interview. And I'll say before that interview, I, had, I hadn't really had so much experience with programming aside mm. um, the few the few programming courses and my final year project. 
those okay. are like my experiences with programming. So before the interview, I had to find out um, about the company, what they do. I went online, W3 schools, became like my best friend. Within two, three days, I had to learn a lot of SQL, HTML, everything before the interview. So I went for the interview. They you know, asked me a question. We had the interview, and later on, I got called. I'd been given the job opportunity. And this was for my national service, which I had no, I had not done my national service yet. So um, I ended up telling them I wanted to do my national service there as well. Oh, okay. So it ended up being working on your doing your national service with the company and then rolling it into a full time uh, job opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's that's interesting. And I gathered that you were actually one of the first female hires for EA Information Systems, right? Yes, yes, I was the first one. I was the first one there. So I, I went to meet, um, I think, four guys, and I was the, I was the first female. Mm. The female among the many men. In Ghana, yeah. <laughs> How was the feeling like? Were you pressured, like, being, you know, the only female there? Did you feel any pressure, like, you know? How was it? How was the feeling? Oh, no, I, I wasn't pressured at all. I, I believe... I, I had similar experiences with um, on campus. Computer engineering had only four ladies out of about 50 or so students. Mm. So there were just four ladies. And we're used to having guys all around us and being in a minority. So <laughs> being the only lady there, and this was, there were four guys. So I think it was the same feeling. So I was impressed at all. Okay. That's good to know. At least you're not... You didn't feel any pressure. I mean, once you, you were capable of doing the same thing but doing, there was nothing, you know, to worry yeah, about. So yeah. how yeah. has technology influenced you or changed your life? You know, ever since you started going into it full time and dedicated your time to it, how how has it affected your life? Well, I think it, it has affected my life tremendously. Um, the way I look at things, um, that has definitely changed my perspective to things. Um, I wouldn't say it's just technology, but throughout the learning experiences I had, uh, my my approach to problems, um, all that has changed, and the possibilities um, I am now able to envision. Mm. So all that, I, I think technology has contributed a lot to that. Oh, that's interesting. So what are some of your strengths and weaknesses? I mean, I'm sure you might have some strong aspects and some areas you're still working on. Um, how do you deal with it? Okay, so um, strength. Um, I'll say I, I actually like working under pressure. Mm. So I, I, I do think um, I'm able to think a lot faster and come up with more solutions when it's under pressure. <laughs> so that is, that, is one of, that is one of my strengths. In a way, sometimes too, it's a weakness. So I think it's a strength mm. and it can be a weakness yeah. in a way. Because um, there are times, I think, in my education, like when I was pursuing my master's, for instance, um, there are times that when I think it's it's all lenient and there's more time, I wasn't learning as much as I should. But then when I'm about to feel the pressure, then I end up learning and get being able to go and write and still pass. So I think that's the part that I would call it a weakness. But aside that, 
um, is a strength for me. Um, so far as we under pressure, I'm able to maintain calm and still get to solve. So that would be one of my strengths. And I like learning new things. I mm. always like exploring. So I think that is one strength as well. I like exploring. I like finding out how things work and why they work the way they do. Um, I'm not comfortable with just knowing that they work. I have mm. to know why or how they work. They so work. I, I think those are my strengths. Yeah. So in your earlier statement, you mentioned that you had to you had to figure out which area in computer engineering or which area you had to pick. Do you think, yeah. given the opportunity, if you had to go back in time, how would you have done that? I mean, if let's say you were you had a say in the academic affairs of the school, how would you do that differently to help you know uh, first comers or freshers or initials? to understand and pick the right path in computer engineering? Okay, yeah. So I think that is something that for in our education, um, our education institutions, they, especially the public institutions, um, they would have to improve on. So for me, what I think would have helped would be having a forum where we have different people in industry with different career paths in technology coming out to tell us okay, this is what I do, this is how I got to where I am, and if you want to pursue it, this is what you can achieve, and this is how you can achieve it. I think if we had people telling us of their experiences like that, in the early first semester, in the first semester before we start our courses, it would have helped us make better choices, or we'd know our career path early on. And learn towards that and not have like spend four years trying to figure out what actually the career path should be mm. it, but don't you think that in addition to the institutions making that effort don't you think that as individuals okay and i'm going to use myself as an example you know growing up and yeah. knowing at some point that i really wanted to do technology i took it upon myself to do everything to learn everything to go for all the classes to go for all the workshop don't you think that it is also the responsibility of the student of the person to also want to find out more to reach out to past students to reach out to people don't you think that should also complement the effort of the school oh yeah i i agree totally to that i think that should definitely be part of it so um i'm using even myself as case I had um previous like past students or the student who was one year ahead who I went to to find out about the courses we were going to do and things like that and for me personally I, I was also going to other sites like I, I go to MIT go and find out the courses they do and what would interest me then and also come to school I think Plus, plus like this. I knew we were going to do it, and I had I actually went for vacation classes at IPMT to learn C plus plus before the semester started. So those were there, and sometimes I think in Ghana the other thing too is um, knowing some career paths and knowing that okay this is out there, this is um, artificial intelligence is out there. It mm. can it can be done. It's a possibility, and sometimes um, I would say finding out if it can be done in Ghana, what are the opportunities in Ghana then? Yeah. Or how would you apply that? Are there actually job opportunities like that in Ghana? 
that's um, robotics, which I think for me was one of the areas I was totally interested in. And then you, you look at it and say, okay, in Ghana, where do I, robotics, what is being done with robotics? How do I, how do I reconcile the two with what I'm learning on the internet and what is actually available in the country? Mm, yeah. Well, that's a that's a great point. Well, hopefully, uh, there's going to be a lot of resources out there, a lot of meetups to sensitize people and you know help uh, young ones and early adopters or people going to technology to make the right choices. So you mentioned that before you went for your interview, you actually had to go to W three schools, cramp a lot of things. Um, what what is your style or what's your approach for learning new stuff? Because you mentioned you like to learn new things. How do you go about it? Okay, so. I think for me, one of the greatest things for me, I like videos. I mean, mm. reading is good, but I do like videos. I try seeing hands on, like, this is what you're doing, this is how we did it. So um, I do identify what I want to learn. Um, there are some, I do go for webness. I try tuning into webness, reading on what is new, and then figure out, okay, which courses or tutorials are available for this. Is it um, other video tutorials? If there are, yes, definitely I'll go with that. And then picking a project in which I would be able to apply that in on my own. So those are mostly the way, um, that's like mainly the stuff I take in learning new things and exploring. Oh, wow. Interesting. So aside all this tech stress and technology and engineering and all that, you know, what, what are some of your hobbies and activities you do? Okay, so... All these activities outside outside of tech, um, I like baking. Mm. I like baking. I like um, trying out new things in the kitchen. So um, uh, new recipes, creating my own recipes. So I like doing that. Um, I like listening to music. I like watching movies. Um, mm. I like anime and animation. Oh. So um, I think Japanese anime uh, one of my favorites, so I follow all that. What are what are some of the you know um, shows, especially the Japanese anime that you follow? You have any favorites? Oh, okay. So oh, there are a lot actually. <laughs> so <laughs> there are, there are lots. Okay, so I um on I think on coming with those Bleach. I mean, let's 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 let's, let's make your top three. Let's make your top three. <laughs> Okay, either we should pick the... Let's, let's pick your top three. What will your top, top three anime three. be? Yeah. Okay, top three. Uh, yeah. Naruto. Mm-hmm. Naruto, Bleach. And then I would say the Bleach. Wow. You know, I'm asking this because there's a misconception. And a friend of mine told me that, yes, as for tech people, they are not fun at all. And they are just flat. Which I beg to differ, you are wrong, my friend. Yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so I always want to let people understand and get to the side of us that, look, we also have fun, you know. We're not that boring yeah, and not all tech people wear glasses, as you know, it's that <laughs> myth per se. Because I know Mr. Henker doesn't wear glasses. <laughs> no, no, I do not. I only wear for fashion. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's very important as well, you know. So you yeah. heard it. Tech people are not just nerds. We also love fashion. We also love to play yeah. games, okay? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> interesting it's been amazing at this point so far um one thing that i i want to know so currently you are the operations manager for ea information systems um how long have you been in that role um what are some of the challenges of that role and what have you learned you know in, in being in that position okay so uh, i've been in that position i i believe this is my third year in that position and i think it was totally new to me so yes it came with challenges so hmm. this is somebody who is a developer moved to qa now with operations um which is more business oriented not necessarily developing or tech per se yeah. so it came with challenges of you okay, know i have to deal with people mainly on business level not just about reviewing people's code and telling them okay giving them bugs or discussing ideas in terms of tech so challenges came with dealing with people first of all i think the humbling part was admitting that your opinion isn't always the best and you're not always right and um when you're wrong you definitely should be open to admit it so i guess you deal with a great team, and we all have our um, strengths and weaknesses, and we are working together to bring out something great in Ghana. So, um, there, there were challenges with that, dealing with people understanding, um, seeing people understanding things from your point of view. How do you communicate that and make sure that at the end the, you have the same goal, mm. even if um, you don't express it the same way? So, those were the things I had to learn. and. It's still a learning experience. I wouldn't say that I have it all right right now, but I have a great team that is supporting me and helping me and pointing out if I'm making mistakes so I learn from it. Uh, so I know I know you're part of uh, Women Who Code, which is kind of like, you know, some social intervention to help, you know, girls, specifically yes. your women, come into code. Uh, can you tell us about, you know, about that, how the experience has been? Okay, so for Women Who Code kind on. Um, I think it, it has been great, although I think we can still do a, a lot more. So I I was mainly looking for a community in Ghana and a female community in Ghana in terms of developers or anything tech to connect with. Because sometimes it, it does feel lonely or you're in a minority, so you want mm. to find others who are in the same boat with you so that you can share your experiences and know that you're not the only one going into what you're going through. So um, I went online mainly to look for um, women tech groups, and I found that there was a woman who could chapter in Ghana, so I signed up for it. And then we had some meetings, and um, at some point I was actually helping out with training, um, piping, piping training oh, wow. with them. So that has been one of the things I was training with them on Python and, and talking with other females and finding out their experiences. And women code is not limited to just females in tech, females who are also interested. You might not currently be in a tech position, but then you are interested in technology coding and finding out how that all works. Mm. Um, meet and we discuss and have fun. So is it just for women, especially if we look at the mentoring aspect? So let's say I'm a guy, uh, but I'm passionate yeah. or have an interest in teaching women or ladies or girls. Am I am I invited? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we have men who support us as well. 
I think we do encourage the women to share because they can relate and understand each other better. But if a guy wants to share knowledge, definitely welcome. I'm also part of the Codes Who Travel, and this was actually started by Afia, the same lady who started the Women Who Code chapter. And what we do is go around other areas. Currently, we've been to university campuses, and we educate ladies mainly. So it's just as ladies, our main goal is ladies, but then we have um, guys also joining us, and we teach them learning um, programming. We teach them programming courses and other things about technology. So the ones that have been to those are KUSD. We did um, a Python course for them, and there were also interviewing opportunities for them as well. So um, that's one of the great things we're doing to impact the generation. I think um, as we move forward, we have to impact the generations coming after us. You're doing a lot, a lot, a lot to help women, especially in the field of technology. That's amazing. Um, Aside W3 schools, what are some other resources you use, like to learn new things, your go-to resource? What are some of them? Okay, so I have um, mainly, I think, Channel 9, Microsoft Channel 9 is like one huge one for me because I'm a little Microsoft bias with my work. So Channel 9 is one. Um, I do go to Coursera for other courses. So Coursera is also one of my my main um, sites. Then there's Tutorials Point. Um, I think those would be like my top three. There's also plural sites actually. So yes, I have I have all that available. Wow. So tell us, uh, what what would be that one piece of advice you would give someone aspiring to be like you, to be like you, or to be you know a software developer or a software engineer? Okay, my my one main advice would be, you can do it. It's as simple as that, that you can do it. Just believe in yourself. But regardless of the challenges that come up, um, whether you feel, you can still get up and do it and continue. Just persevere. That's all. Strong words coming from a smart woman who has been through it, who is doing it. And yes, you can actually do it. So are you working on any side projects, any fun projects that you you can share? Okay, yeah, so I think um, the one I can really share would be my thesis. So for my master's thesis, what I'm working on has to do with um, recommend, recommendation systems. Um, and this is looking at recommendation systems for mainly um, insurance. Mm. So there are a lot of other products to look about um, my my focus at this point is insurance, so being able to use social media, so this is with the social media, being able to use social media to recommend an insurance package for an individual customer. So that's what I'm researching into currently, and I think it's really interesting. I mean, this borders with artificial intelligence, and that is one of my major interests in technology at this point. So machine learning, artificial intelligence is one of my major interests. And learning new things, learning and thinking in different ways. Mm. That's what I, I keep finding out every day. And, and, and it's been awesome so far. 
Wow. That's that's amazing to know that, you know, there's there's someone out there, especially a woman, I mean, who is into all this. So all the young ladies and women, you should get in touch with Miss Ahenkrai and, you know, she's going to you know download all this knowledge and skills to you. <laughs> so do you have any specific or any particular African influencer you follow? I mean, for one reason or the other. Okay, so for... I'd say African influence, it would be, um, there's Ethel Kofi, there's Farida. Um, these are women in the technology space that I do follow to find out their exploits and what they're doing and the barriers they're breaking. There's um, Ivy Bailey, who um, I think we were together in one of Ethel's um, accelerator programs. So um, I see what they're doing and they're breaking barriers. They're taking Ghana to the world. Mm. And... And that is great. And I do follow them and they do inspire me with what they are able to achieve and what they are still achieving. Oh, that's powerful. Well, listeners, we've got to the point in our podcast where we ask that one opinionated question and we continue the discussion on our social media platforms. Um, Considering the fact that you've expressed interest in artificial intelligence and, and all that, we want to know your opinion. All right. Do you think artificial intelligence is going to replace humans, and why? Your opinion, though. Okay, so no, I do not think so. I do not think artificial intelligence is going to replace humans totally. And my reason being, I mean, with artificial intelligence, definitely you need a human to be able to put in the algorithm and all that. Right. I don't think we've yet achieved the self, um, um, I think, self-learning algorithm anywhere yet. Um, I, I know there are some barriers. I think there was, there was one news um, I heard that there was, there was a program that was able to teach yourself. So there are still barriers being broken by humans. And I do think that, yes, artificial intelligence would cover and maybe take over some mundane and routine work that we are doing so that it will allow the humans to do much more intensive work, things that they need to think more of, things that they need to explore. So I wouldn't say it's going to totally replace humans. I just think that it would make life even easier for humans because it would take some routine things out there and then a human gets more time to do greater exploits. So that's my meaning opinion with between artificial intelligence and human and the the whole fear factor of um, robots replacing humans well you had mr hankers opinion on artificial intelligence well folks we've come to the end of today's episode which is episode three of the journey series and we have been talking to miss equia osewa ahinkra uh, currently the operations manager at eai information systems Ghana. Again, thank you very much for your feedback and your comments. We really appreciate it. It helps the podcast grow. Uh, check us out on the website podcast.sadranyi.me and remember, you can always send me an email at hello at If you want to make the change, you have to drive that change. And today, don't forget that. It doesn't matter how slowly you go. As long as you do not stop, you will get there. This has been Control Escape. Ms. Angra, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. What's your pleasure.